Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, July 27th, and we'll be chatting about some movies coming up on Friday, July 30th. And we're still here. We're still a movie theater. Almost August. We haven't been locked down again. Well, you know, you don't want to bring that up. I mean, anything could happen. Don't want to jinx anything. Things are happening. But apparently a lot of people are uh, vaccinated now, like really high numbers. I don't remember the numbers, but way higher than before. I think we're at 70% in Ottawa. And now it's the fight to get those other 30%. Talk them into it. That feels good. I I know there was 58%, but I don't know if that was Ottawa or if that was Ontario. I don't know if that seems high. I guess that seems low. I don't know. I want that to be higher than that. It's still 70% for Ottawa. That feels pretty good. It's one of those preaching to the choir things because like we all have it and everyone Mm. we know has it and everyone listening probably has it. But then there's the people who don't want to get it. That's our hurdle now is to peer pressure those people into getting the 5G. Yeah. And it's and I'm hearing the states now they're like vaccinated people should wear masks indoors again. And I'm like, you stopped? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, but I know it's like a little different for us because like we still quote unquote have to, but like I would anyway, like it still seems like so fresh. Like why wouldn't you just, yeah, it's, an, it's a little annoying, but it's less annoying than catching or spreading COVID. Yeah. If for some reason I had to be at an airport, I would be gloves, mask, hazmat suit, everything. I'd yeah. be ready to go. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to airports. I don't know. Maybe next year. Even then, that feels soon. It's it's almost. It feels like it's almost next year as it is. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like I think we stay at this level for this year. We've been watching. There's a new Disney documentary all about the rides. It's pretty cool. Mm. It's all about the behind the scenes of the Tower of Terror ride and the Jungle Cruise ride. And man, it makes me want to go to Disneyland because I've never been to Disneyland. But I'm like, uh, maybe next year. That seems weird. Like, I would have thought you'd been there. I've been to Disney World. Okay. Oh, true. Wait. So which is which? Which is the land? Is that California? Land is California, which is the first one. And it's okay. smaller, but it's still enormous. World is in Orlando, and it's hmm. enormous. And I might never go back to Florida ever again. So I'm oh, glad true. I got the Disney World visit out of the way when I was younger. Yeah. No, you don't want that. Like, if you're going to go to California or Florida... I'm leaning towards California. Yeah, I'm biased because my best friend lives there. But oh, yeah. even, even if he was, like, I'm, I don't know, Florida to me, I just think of it being like too hot. And I know I'm talking about LA in comparison, so that's kind of sounds silly. But I'm like, Florida, it's like, it's hot and the gators, you know, that's all they got. They got the heat and the gators. There's nothing else in Florida. That's my understanding. Yeah. And if you're going through a political stance, <laughs> I'm closer to a Californian than a Floridian, I think. Yeah, and I think the governor is an actual alligator, which is weird. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. Are you even allowed to do that? And if you go to California, like Schwarzenegger greets you at the airport. Mm, that's true. I mean, yeah, I remember they like they would have like robocalls by him, so it's like weird because he was a robot, you know, in, oh, in yeah. the movie. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so there he's just like calling. He's just like. Hey, you know, it's the governor of California, you know, whatever. And he was like, I don't know what else he said. And that wasn't even a good impression. But I remember like my friend was like, oh, I got a call from Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's pretty great. I forget, Andrew, have you been to California? I haven't, unfortunately. Really? (laughs) I I couldn't remember if you did like the big Quentin tour or whatever. No, no. One of these days, I just haven't had the opportunity. I've been to L.A., Years ago, a classmate of mine was from L.A., so after college, I just went for a visit, got to see a lot of the sites and everything, and then a few years ago, Gwen and I were working for this company, or Gwen was working for them, and I was just riding Gwen's coattails, mm. and the long and short of it is my backpack got stolen, <laughs> what? and usually- By Arnold Schwarzenegger. By Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but my, my backpack got stolen in Vegas, 
And it's one of those things where usually I'm a very good and safe traveler. And this was the one time I forgot to take my passport out of my backpack. Oh, no. And as soon as it happened, my life flashed before my eyes. And I didn't panic, but it was like, oh, this is going to be inconvenient. Because it was like in the grand scheme, I lost like a hundred bucks and had to get my credit cards fixed and everything. But I always look at things quite glass half full. Poor Gwen at the time was much more shaken up than I was. Uh, let me kill that. Oh, that's, that's Arnold Collins. That's Arnold Collins. <laughs> yes. It meant we got to do a road trip down to L.A. So we hopped on a bus from Vegas to L.A. and got all the paperwork figured out. It all worked out. Everyone was great. And we got to do this, like, whirlwind, <laughs> like, go look at the, the Grandwin's Theater. And we had a rental car, or Gwen's dad got us, like, a car, like a driver. Mm. And... Just what, by like, ha- what someone driving a car for you, someone driving a car for that's us amazing because his business has some California connection. Wow, so it was this is you know, it wasn't a limo, classy, but it, it, but it was this great family coincidence. You know, it was like, oh, we have a driving company that we work with down there sometimes. So, this lovely woman drove us around LA for the afternoon, and by happenstance, the bus station to where we had to go to get my passport stuff figured out, we perfectly drove by everything. It was like there's the Hollywood sign. There's the Capitol <laughs> Records building. Like, it was hilarious. Mm, great building. And then at the end of that, we had a couple hours to kill, and the driver very nicely said, do you guys want to see anything? And I said, well, I don't think we have much time, but is the Grandman's Theater around here? And she was like, no problem. So we drove there, looked at that, and then she dropped us off at this excellent hipster pizza place, and we went mm. back to Vegas. So that was my and Gwen's crazy whirlwind visit to L.A. Jeez. And... I would like to return, especially now because George Lucas is opening his like giant museum there with like oh, yeah. like all the stuff out of his basement, and it's going to have like awesome <laughs> theaters and everything like that. But and all the podcasts I listen to are from LA, and they always do comedy stuff at Upright Citizens Brigade and all mm. that kind of thing. So I'd like to go back now and and actually visit. And contrary to belief, you can go and visit without a car there. You know, you can get around. There's lots to do and. But it's so sprawling. Yeah. And I remember when we went years ago, when I was there, when I was almost a kid, I was in my early 20s, we went to an LA Kings game. And my friend was like, get out of the car and go into the stadium. Don't make eye contact with anybody. Because where that stadium is, I guess it's like the Lakers slash Clippers slash Kings stadium, is in the bad part of town. Staples. I mean, that's the name of the arena. That's not the na- the part of town. <laughs> Staples. <laughs> I mean, maybe they should call it that. I don't know. But... That's where they invented Staples. Yeah, yeah, basically. Man, that sounds fun. Like, it's it's always... You, you have all these stories of going to sporting events you didn't really care about, but enjoying yourself. Yeah, well, this was... <laughs> it was back when I was... Now I am not a fan at all, but in my younger days, I was a fan of hockey. Kind of more because my dad was, and mm-hmm. it was a fun thing, you know. But I got to see Gretzky in LA. Nice. But it was when they were very not good. Yeah. So... The crowd had already turned on them. You know, you know how sports fans <laughs> can be fickle. Yeah. So like, you know, whatever. They lost six to two, and half the crowd left halfway through, and all that kind of stuff. Sports fans can be funny, but I got to see Gretzky in L.A., so that's that's something. Man, that's yeah. I mean, it's it's conflicting, I guess, in a way, being Canadian and then like I watched Gretzky play. You're like, yeah. uh, not not for a Canadian team, but uh, yeah. still. Yeah, that's a pretty... I mean, I never got to see him play, so that's... that's you got that Where does up. your friend live in LA? Is it like Santa Monica or uh, Hollywood? He's, or? In, he's in Sherman Oaks. Okay. I say that like I know what it means. I don't know. You know I just know that Sherman LA Oaks. is sprawling, kind of like Toronto. Like He, he lives where... You know that scene? <laughs> there's no way. I mean, maybe you'll remember this. So in that movie Traffic, there's a okay, scene yeah. where the cops are like chasing someone down the street in the first half hour. That's all the details I have for that. 
Yeah, it's right by his house. Cool. That's where he lives. He lives in that one scene. <laughs> traffic, traffic land. <laughs> yeah. I remember like watching anything with him or he'll tell me about it later. You know, he'll be like, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, yes, I believe that you've seen that alley. <laughs> you know? My only celebrity run in in L.A. is we were hanging out at Santa Monica just doing the touristy thing. And I just forgot his name. But dude from the Warriors who was clink, clink, clink. Oh, yeah. Warriors come <laughs> Dave, out. Uh, David Patrick Kelly. Yep. So yeah. I just saw David Patrick Kelly. Man. Just walking, you know, amazing. him and his friend going to dinner or something. And it was, I didn't bother him, but I was like, so that was my L.A. celebrity sighting. Man. And I would thank God Andrew was here because I wouldn't have remembered that <laughs> name at all. And he's in Commando. He's And Twin Peaks. And Twin Peaks. Man. Yeah. He's been in everything, basically. All the important things. Andrew, did you finish your book report on... Oh, Once yeah. Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood. I forgot yeah, that. You read it? It's done? Yeah. Man. Yeah, I'm actually listening to the audiobook now by uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, you doubled down. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. So is, is, was uh, it like... Lots of extra stuff in it that's not in the movie. Do you think it's better than the movie or is it... No, it's totally... It's completely... I mean, it's, it's different enough that yeah. it's kind of hard to compare. But uh, yeah, there's lots of good extra stuff in it. Mark Maron told me there was a lot more Brad Pitt. Yes, yeah, there's more backstory about Cliff, Brad Pitt's character. Like, you can find out how he got the pit bull. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just more of his uh, sketchy past as a World War II. He's a World War II vet, and he's like, has the most kills. He was like a Green Beret, and he's just this deadly killer, which helps explain why he was able to kick Bruce Lee's ass. (laughs) It'd be funny if Quentin gets the itch now and he's like, I'm writing a Reservoir Dogs book. He talked about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he he might do another uh, novelization. Maybe he could just do all of his movies one by one. (laughs) Yeah, he could. More bits. You never know. You never know. And yeah, there's there's extra stuff about Lancer, the Western series. Oh, nice. And yeah, it's... and, And there's a mix of real Hollywood history in it so some of it kind of reads like a non-fiction film book hmm. which I think he's doing next oh my god so it's a good mix of fact and fiction yeah it's always the problem with movie like with those Quentin Tarantino type movies is people watch it and forget it's not a documentary <laughs> and you're yeah. like no Brad Pitt's not real and like because it's such a blur because it's it's real Hollywood history mixed with the Quentin Tarantino fiction so I bet you there's people who watched Once Upon a Time who thought it was more of like a biopic than it was or they think maybe they think that rick dalton was a real actor yeah trying to find that tv even though he's kind of well he's not really based on anybody but he's just based on the actors of that era like the late 50s Mm -hmm. you know the guys with the the cool hair you know kind of pre new hollywood pre dustin hoffman that's what i hackman when those guys became movie stars Mm -hmm. that's what i really wanted to do is that western tv show just i think that would be oh that'd be so cool to do like a black and white four by three frame pretend it was like a 19 putting commercial breaks for like his like oh that'd be so cool i think the head of sony told him if you want to do it go ahead but yeah like who knows or anything you want to do basically you want to do like man and there is a rick dalton actor as well which is so funny like just completely different guy oh Nothing yeah same name yeah, yeah yeah and they're just so there's a lot of people who are like oh my god and you're like no no still it wasn't a real guy yeah like, not quite <laughs> i wonder if there's kids in like a history class who write a report about hitler being killed in a cinema fire true because you know there are parts of once upon a time in hollywood that you could see being real you know and then yeah. you get to the last 10 minutes or so and you're like well i'm pretty sure that didn't happen <laughs> that'd be so great i would love 
if I was a history teacher or whatever, and, and the subject was modern American history and somebody picked to do that era. And then as you're reading the report, you realize that the kid has just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and that's their version of Charlie Manson. Yeah. Like, this doesn't seem... You didn't even listen to his album. Come well, on. This, the Charlie Manson stuff in the book is mostly real, it, where he talks about how he wanted to be a... He wanted to be a rock star, basically. Yeah. yeah. And he was buddy-buddy with Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys and Terry Melcher, who was a record producer. So... When it explains his backstory, it's all real. Yeah, and you picture these, like, I love the Beach Boys, but you picture that goody two-shoes, syrupy, sweet music, and over to the left in the recording booth was Charlie Manson sitting there watching them record that song. Yeah. Well, they do a Manson song on the on their 2020 album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's a good... Never, never Learn Not to Love, I think is the name of it. Yeah, that's, that's not what. That's not what... I think Charles Manson's version of that song is called Cease to Exist. Hmm. But you can hear both versions, I think. Because yeah. Charles Manson recorded some of his music. Yeah, and it's not like it's like scary, unlistenable stuff. <laughs> you know, like some of it is like nice, acoustic, perfectly... It's folky. Yeah, exactly. He's kind like, of a folk singer. Yeah, and, and that, like most people would think, you'd be like, oh, it must be like speed metal or something yeah. insane. You're like, right, no, this is actually somewhat pleasant at times. And I think the book kind of explains he was pretty much this improvisational folk singer. Hmm. And that was kind of going out of fashion by, yeah. you know, like Dylan had already gone electric and all that. So his kind of music was sort of out of favor because mm-hmm. it was the beginning of Led Zeppelin or yeah. J- Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, they're like that's the kind of improvisation that they like. You're like, guitar improvisation. It's a lot better. It's like this uh, stream of conscious weirdness. Uh, not yeah. as much. <laughs> well, I remember when news came out about Once Upon a Time. I think some people thought it was going to be a more of a full-blown Charles Manson yeah. movie. Like a horror, Like a docudrama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What really happened. That was the, yeah, because when that first leaked, that first acting, they were like, Quentin Tarantino's Charles Manson movie, yeah. cast blind. Like, that's literally what they... I remember yeah. that headline, and people were so mad. Like, oh, why is he making the, a Charlie Manson movie? Oh, we don't need to... And all this stuff. And you're just like... We talk about it all the time, just like the overreactions to stupid bullshit, basically, for lack of a better yeah, And then term. Hillary Duff... Did a movie called The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't oh, think anyone cared. I definitely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> I don't think anyone freaked out about how exploitive that was. No. Oh, man. I get so mad when nerds freak out because I'm a I'm a king nerd. I have Ninja Turtle tattoos and just, you know, movie adjacent. But yeah. Kevin Smith has his He-Man cartoon out right now. Which I loved. And I've watched the first three episodes. I'm not a super fan, but when I was a kid, it, I had some toys. I didn't and know I, he could draw. He, yeah. yeah. Kevin Smith did the whole thing. Yeah. But I think it's good, and Mark Hamill's in it, and Kevin Conroy, and Clancy Brown, all these really cool actors, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and I forget the exact numbers, but it's something like on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 98% certified fresh versus 8% fan vote. Yikes. But it's totally trolls being jerks. Yeah. I get so mad about that, and I'm not a big Kevin Smith devotee, but I'm like, he's a human being just trying to make a cartoon. If you don't like it, that's fine, but... And I think about TV shows or movies that I didn't like recently, but then I didn't spend my days and nights making fake accounts and getting my jerk friends to troll them, you know? Yeah. I just don't understand that mindset of, like, we live in this age of 
too many movies and too many comics and too many books and too much music. Like we have more than ever. We're never going to catch up. So if you don't like something, just go watch something else. Yeah, it's really and this one's especially weird because like there's been like the original He-Man had I can't remember the amount of episodes now, but like a oh, 120 or yeah. something at least. <laughs> and then there was at least two spin-off shows and yeah. whatnot. And so then this one, He-Man's in every episode. Yeah. And but because like uh Tila becomes more of a main character, people freaked out. They were like, "Oh, strong female lead and yeah. I think there should be more He-Man. I hate this." Well, it's like, "Why don't you watch one of the other 300 episodes of various He-Man shows?" I think we should specify very likely horrible men freaked oh, out <laughs> but well yeah and that's the thing like i'm just like why she was always a main character like yeah. she wasn't he-man but like literally what's the problem here <laughs> and this show is called masters of right. the universe yeah it's not called he-man the he-man show yeah but it's I, I like i do like anytime this happens whether it's to captain marvel or masters of the universe or black widow because it just points out that if you're complaining about it, you're a monster. Yeah. You're allowed to complain about it if you say, I didn't like this movie, I give it two out of five, and I'm moving on with my life. Yeah. That's, that's fine. But if you're so obsessed that you're just spending day and night hating it. Yeah. Uh, and and being a kid of the 80s, the original Masters of the Universe TV series yeah. and the Dolph Lundgren movie, this is, uh, you know, objective both not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like them because I was a kid. Yeah. Both not good. So it's not like ruining the childhood is because Masters of the Universe was some perfect animated masterpiece. It was a cheaply produced show to sell toys. Yeah. And I loved that at the time, you know, and it's not, I know it's not good, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just find it interesting when you get something like this where they try something different, like, like uh, Last Jedi, for example, or, yeah. or, or Ghostbusters even, I guess. Because you're just sort of like, okay, we've done all these other things and they're, they're always going to be there. They can't be ruined. They'll never, like, just <laughs> yeah. like they, they announced they're making three new Exorcist movies and people are like, well, you've ruined the original. It's like, oh <laughs> no, yeah, they no. went back and they just ruined those reels, you know, and, and it just find it so funny that it's the Alan Burstyn's going to be in those exactly or at least yeah and it's also like they're not nothing's even been written or shot yet like are can these, we not just wait and see if they suck on their own are these like canonical exorcists the yeah. next generation Kinda, yeah I didn't read too much into it other than some guy's daughter's possessed so he calls on Ellen Burstyn's character from cool. the original exorcist yeah and it's from the director of Joe or oh. David or, Gordon Green yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have said Halloween but Joe well, I liked the Exorcist TV show yeah, that was same. on recently. Which was also a sequel. You yeah, know. everybody just stop complaining. If you don't like it, just don't like it. Just I, move on. I just found it so funny that I was like, okay, you've seen The Exorcist 2, right? Yeah. And you're ta- <laughs> or the prequel yeah. one. Or take your pick. And you're like, no, but this one, though, will be the one that ruins it. Well, I remember this was quite some time ago, but I think there was some like serious push of a Jaws... I don't think reboot, or sorry, I don't think remake. I think just a new movie with a shark in it. Sure, yeah. And I think Kevin Smith, funny that we just mentioned him, (laughs) was offered to write it or maybe wrote a draft on it. And people, this was in the mid-late 90s, lost their minds. And I was like, you do remember Jaws 2, 3, and 4, right? Like, you do remember that there's already been a bunch of bad sequels Mm -hmm. to that movie that we all love. So, and that... If you watch Jaws four, it doesn't make Jaws one bad. Like no. it, it's that's the weirdest mindset. It's like if you go into a restaurant and you happen to have one of their fifty sandwiches and you don't like it, it doesn't mean you don't have to ever go back and can't eat other things off that menu. Yeah, it's it's so strange. I, I don't know. I and again, we're complaining about. I'm sure none of our listeners are these types of people. No, 
but it's just, it's just it's a fascinating topic of just you want to sit down with these people one on one and be like, hey man, what's the matter? Do you need yeah. a hug? Come on. And I love Jaws too. I mean, I'm gonna say it. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not defending three or four. No one yeah. ever could. But two, uh, uh, there's some good scenes. <laughs> and if they say they're doing another Jaws movie and David Gordon Green's directing it, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like, if they announce any type of Jaws sequel, reboot, anything, I would be excited. Yeah. And not because I think it'll ever be as good or anything like that. It's just, who cares? Like, why not? And it's not? like, remember that last Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis? I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, same. So, you know, it could happen. And then the next one looks quite good, too. Oh. Like, I don't know. This, I hope we this... can get that for, like, I don't know, Christmas or something. Yeah. Like, it, I, I still feel like it's that and, like, Candyman and all this stuff that's had to wait because of the pandemic. I still feel, like, nervous about Like, I'm like, we'll still get those. I know like, <laughs> yeah. nothing bad will happen where we don't get those. Did you see they announced Jordan Peele's new movie that is yeah. coming out a year from now? Yeah. So, like, they haven't they made a poster. That's all they got. And they said, here's a couple of cool people who are in it. Yeah. Or maybe he's been secretly shooting stuff. Maybe. Like, I, probably not. But, like, but... that's a teaser. Like, yeah. a year in advance poster. Like, that's that's buzz. I love it's... it. I love that it's just called Nope, nope. as well. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. It's another one-word title movie. Yeah. And someone, someone said, like, it's actually a trilogy. And it's like, get out. Us? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, I like that. What is funny is that is Gwen's go-to horror movie word. <laughs> We're sitting there yeah. watching something that's that's her. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> like that works. Man, it's a great poster too. I mean, all we have is a poster, so yeah. You know, it's still, I'm like, hey, that looks good. <laughs> okay, let us mention the movies coming up this week. Another four movies, two new, two classics. The first one, an Ottawa premiere, is called Hope, and it's a family drama about the hope. <laughs> about, about hope. It better it is, be about I guess. hope. Yeah, so the main character, the mother in the movie, the wife has cancer. Oh. And that's the story. And the Damn. real life story is the director had cancer. So it's kind what? of her film. Okay. And I noticed that she's working on another film. So I think there's good news in real life. Okay. okay. <laughs> think, Spoiler, maybe. Yeah. I looked up earlier and I was like, oh, I hope that there's not a sad thing now. Oh. But she's still with us. She's working on another project. So I think I think she got past it. Nice. Hope 2 still on the horizon. Hope 2, yeah. <laughs> And, Hope too. <laughs> and that's uh, one of the one of the Skarsgards is in that. Oh, nice. Papa Skarsgard is in that. <laughs> one of many Skarsgards. <laughs> then our other newer film this week is The Father with Anthony mm. Hopkins. Oh, Very nice. Good movie. Yeah. You saw that one? Yep. On a sliding scale of depression, how how bad was it? <laughs> I wouldn't say depressing. It's it's very sad, but yeah. very moving. Anthony Hopkins is stellar yeah. in it. That's what I heard. Yeah. Like every everyone's good in it, but in, in this uh, especially, he's amazing. I got love Olivia Coleman, but I heard Anthony Hopkins like for an eighty-five-year-old guy that like this is the best movie he's ever done. Yeah. Like or like this is his greatest performance. And when you look at someone like that. You look at like, oh, maybe sometimes you can have a nice long career and go out on top. Like, mm-hmm. And that is based on a play. I would like to see the play because it has interesting stuff of when he's starting to get forgetful and the dementia's kicking in. Yeah. They really use like the set design well and make it this interesting kind of puzzle piece. So that I think that's really interesting that they I'd love to see that in a live play because I bet you it's like very complex moving stuff around and helping get the feel of what it's like to start to to lose that you know Mm -hmm. so i mean anthony hopkins like any career there's a little bit of ups and downs every once in a while but 
man, he had a good run. Like, <laughs> yeah, so many, so many good roles. Like, just uh, I mean, you'd never be able to remember them all. Like, he's, there's a, a lot of his early career I still haven't seen yet. Like, he just has so many roles. Yeah, very true. I saw a picture of young Helen Mirren recently, mm. like young, like 25. And I don't think I've ever seen her in a movie when she was less than 50, maybe. Yeah. And I was like, I just thought she was always older. But, oh, no, she had this career of dozens of plays and movies and TV shows before that. So, Man. but, uh, and then, so let's segue. Yes. <laughs> Another movie this week is we have Silence of the Lambs. Oh. So this week you can catch two Anthony Hopkins <laughs> Oscar winning performances. Man, oh, it's true. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. So it's funny that a couple weeks ago we had a double dose of Cage and now we have a double <laughs> dose of Hopkins. Man, that's so funny. Like, what a weird double bill that would be of the father and Silence yeah. of the Lambs. You're like, and I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs in decades. Yeah. But when I was in, God, I was young. I saw it, in, I saw it here. I saw it here, like in 91 or 92 when I was too young to see it, but mm. nobody at the Mayfair cared about letting 13-year-olds or 14-year-olds into a movie. Yeah. But I was interested in seeing it, admittedly, because Gwen and I just watched the Hannibal TV series. Right. So I brought it up to Lee saying, this is a popular TV series. It's the 30th anniversary of the movie. Maybe that's a good excuse to screen yeah. it. And so, the father. That, and the father, That, that yeah. wasn't even on purpose, I guess, but that worked out really nicely. It's always interesting franchises like this because Gwen's first dose of the character Hannibal is the TV show. Wow. Where my first dose is Anthony Hopkins, where somebody a bit older than me, first dose is Brian Cox. Yeah. Wait, did he play Hannibal in Manhunter? Yeah. 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 So I saw I saw Manhunter later. But so it's always funny, like someone like this, a character like this who has had Mads Mikkelsen, great. Brian Cox, great. Anthony Hopkins, great. To see those three different interpretations of somebody. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's cool that she'll be coming at it oh, what a different thing that he did different than Mads Mikkelsen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hannibal Rising, not as good. I can't, keep can't even remember about... the guy's name in that one. No offense, whoever you were. I 100% forgot about <laughs> Hannibal Rising until you said it right yeah. now. See, Gwen might be able to handle that one, though, because that one's a lot more of a thriller. than I feel like it was a little more like talented Mr. Ripley-ish than Hannibal-ish. Is that like... Baby Hannibal, like twenty-year-old Hannibal, uh, teenage saw, Hannibal. Yeah, I didn't see it. But I think it, I don't it, think anyone saw it. No, <laughs> I, I saw it and I don't really remember it. Like I think it starts out as him as like a kid, but that's just like a prologue almost. And, right. and usually he's like a teenager, late teens, may, maybe something like that. There's well, Nazi, isn't it? Him like eating Nazis? Yeah, but because it's like him during World War Two. Yeah, it? and it's, it's, I don't want to spoil too much, but something terrible happens to his sister, and then right. he revenges her, or what, or maybe. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? It's always interesting when they take the villain and make him. He's not so bad. He's he's eating Nazis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were Nazis. Like he's just you know They're delicious. Yeah, like he's doing his thing. But uh, they are way worse than he was. Wow. Yeah. That I was explaining to Gwen that so you've got Manhunter, which stands alone. Right. Then you got Silence of the Lambs, and then ten years later, its sequel, Hannibal, where Julianne Moore takes over the part from Jodie Foster. Mm -hmm. And then one year later, you get Red Dragon, which is the prequel to Silence of the Lambs, Man. where you get Ed Norton playing, oh, whoever plays him on the TV show. Yeah, yeah. And in Manhunter. And in Manhunter. Yeah, so I said, I said that the, the, technically the trilogy, if you watch them chronologically, would be Red Dragon with Anthony Hopkins, Silence of the Lambs, then Hannibal. Yeah. 
but nobody does that. I don't no, think. I kind of want to now. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. You just said that because I, I never did try doing that. And it's been some time since I've seen Silence of the Lambs. Like, I was just talking about that with my wife. Like, it's a great movie, but it just, it's, it feels like one of those movies people talk about more than watch at this point. Yeah. Like, which isn't meant to be any type of comment on it. It's just like, it's just there. Like, we all respect it and yeah. know it. And, and we're just like, oh, yeah, great film. Well, sometimes you see movies as well where they're either. You know, I don't own Schindler's List on Blu-ray and watch it every Christmas. You know, I kind of, I think I've seen it once and was like, yep, that's a masterpiece. I'm done with that. I still haven't. And my wife's Jewish. And I'm like, do I, am I supposed to? Do I I have to see it once? Like, or am I supposed to watch it on Christmas as a penance (laughs) or something? Like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not. Like I watch a lot of horror movies, but I, and it se- sounds bad to say, but like I don't really like watching too much super depressing stuff, which is kind of pathetic to be quite honest. Because like I shouldn't be like, no, no, let's like just you know take me out of my head for a little while, you know. But I, that's just kind of for me. I like it's a headspace. I just kind of I'll watch comedies or action or horror or thriller or whatever you know musicals. But it's just when it comes to like really heavy stuff, I just get so like. It just brings me down, you know, which is the point, I guess. But it's, it's I don't know. It's the eternal weird thing about horror movie fans where I could go see the craziest of horror movie mm-hmm. and walk out and not be hurt by it at all. Yeah. But as we speak, this movie called Gunda is playing, which is rave reviews mm-hmm. and supposed to be very good. I think I am too wussy to watch it because I believe Gunda spoiler. Oh, no. That I think at the end the pig gets eaten. Oh well. And I'm a vegan and I'm sensitive to animals, yeah. and it's supposed to be a pretty sad ending. And I'm just like, ah, I don't think I could watch that. But some crazy horror movie like Texas Chainsaw, I'm like, yeah. yep, I could watch that fine. Yeah, because it's just absurd, and I'm terrible with real health stuff, like open heart surgeries or anything. If once things get a little too like in-depth explanation of real things I, I can't even do it and it's it's so sad like i could watch it but i'm just like oh god it's really happening no no that's too much but like me. midsummer i could just be sitting there drinking my coke and eating yeah. popcorn <laughs> yeah and be like man i don't care it's like oh, getting your face bashed in whatever you know things happen <laughs> so then our fourth movie this week is one we were supposed to screen in the before times in one of the before times mm. so we're getting around to screening crash in honor of its 25th anniversary David Cronenberg crash, not mm. in Paul my Vegas, uh, yeah, not the not the racism it, one. Yeah, yeah. It didn't love that one. Which did it win Best Picture? It did. Or did yeah. yeah, I thought so. Because in, in my humble opinion of somebody who is usually not negative about movies, I think it's the worst movie to ever <laughs> win Best Picture. And and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think Crash might have been the one that was filmed in my friend's neighborhood. Not traffic, oh, maybe. I don't know. One of those movies that had cars in it but yeah no i remember watching crash like i've actually never seen the cronenberg one but the cronenberg crash is of course the one which hilariously i think one of the taglines is just sex and car crashes ah i don't know and it's funny because it's with elias Coteus, i think you pronounce his name i think that's right who right around that time was casey jones in ninja turtles oh right so that's where i know him from Mm. but i mean this movie is very canadian it's very cronenberg it's very restricted <laughs> and it won some weird award at cans <laughs> cans gives out these funny awards where they're like the award for the most crazy offensive movie of the year david cronenberg i think they yeah. created an award for it yeah i think yeah and it's for like it's, it's for like for shocking audacity or something like that yeah that sounds right and you're like cool but it's funny because i know cronenberg forever has wanted to do lighter fare yeah and he has a couple times now but 
it was hard for him to get out of doing crazy Cronenberg movies. And you hear that a lot. And it's like, you know, David Lynch got to do one. Yeah. And, and it worked out great. Loved it, it. It was a good movie, you know. So that is our four movies this week. And our fifth one that I almost forgot to mention is the grand return of Saturday Night Cinema. Whoa. I don't know what it is. Somebody asked on Facebook. Could be anything. And I was like, they said something like, I used to live in the neighborhood, but now I'm far away. Can you give a hint as to what the movie is? <laughs> and I wasn't trying to sound snarky, oh, but no. I just replied. And I was like, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. And sometimes there's two or three movies and it's kind of an 11th hour decision. Yeah. yeah. Lee might not even know. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only Tuesday now, so I would not be surprised if Lee hasn't shuffled through his weird Blu-ray collection to pick one out yet. Yeah. So I don't know, but it's, you know, in the good old days, sometimes cinema was a little X-rated E, but nowadays it isn't. Nowadays nah. it's it's kind of fun grindhouse drive-in movies. Well, we did triple X movies like for a couple months. Yeah. But I think people got the impression that that was <laughs> yeah. always going to be that way. Yeah. It's like, it no, it's mostly like it. just R-rated yeah. grindhouse stuff. Yeah. It's usually like, it's, it's either ridiculous or like, you know, horror or like, you know, just usually like insane is kind of the catch-all for that yeah. like it's usually some weirdo obs- insane movie <laughs> but it's one of our most popular things which is hilarious because it's like a weird movie that we don't advertise and mm-hmm. you know we'll get 75 people to it yeah. and sell a bunch of membership cards and people are pretty good about buying popcorn and you know we do it once a month and sometimes we're like oh maybe we should do it twice a month or something but i'd always be down once, especially now once that a week we... i'm in for that too even yeah 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 <laughs> So yeah, so do check that out. And of course, the rule with that is free for members, members only, but you can buy a membership at the box office. And never talk about it after uh, as well. That's the other secret rule. Do not record the movie and oh, put God. it on Facebook and say, I saw this movie at the Mayfair. Even worse. Yeah, it's so tempting to talk about whatever was screened because it's generally always awesome. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> but, so you want to talk about it, but you're just no, like... that's the fun. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> maybe talk about it in person, you know, but that's about the best we can do. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to wrap up for this week. Once again, Andrew and I are on the job, Mm. and Eric wants to go home. (laughs) I'm going to go eat dinner, I guess. That that could be good. So you can find all the information on MayfairTheater.ca and all the social medias. Thanks so much for joining us these last couple weeks. We look forward to continuing along towards normalcy, and hopefully we'll get healthier and better and more shot, and we'll be back to maybe normal one day. Maybe. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye for now. Oh, I forgot to mention that I watched Pig. So good. Pig is great. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was playing the pig. <laughs> yeah. It was such a twist. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. If he attempts to pass you anything, do not accept it. An FBI trainee. Just do your job, but never forget what he is. A brilliant psychotic. I'll be catching Larry. Mind against mind. Clue for clue. She's playing a game she can't lose. To find a killer, she must stop. Tell me his name, Doctor. The Silence of the Lambs. Goodbye, Carrie. Rated R.